Listen up, high school and college sports fans. If you want to be in the know on all things high school and college sports, commentary, analysis, the latest news, and more, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Pine Belt Sports Podcast with your host, Kamal Petro, and the sports team from the Hattiesburg Post, the Lamar Times, and the Pedal News. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Pine Belt Sports Podcast, a delayed episode. Normally, yes. we record this on Wednesdays, but it's Thursday morning. We had a long day yesterday, Andrew. I think a uh, long week. Yeah. The past three days have been the equivalent of three weeks. Before we get into all that, I think I saw the future out in that hallway out, outside the WUSM studio. Hands-free water fountains. I, I didn't see it. That's, that was tight. I, you just walk up to it, and the water just starts... I didn't. I missed it. I didn't know that was. I didn't know that was there. It's right outside your office. You never use that water fountain. No. Oh, well. I know the water's been here, so you know. What? I don't. I don't know. Just kidding. Okay. Well. Anyways, it's been a long week. Huh? Well, yeah. Like I said, it's been a long week. We're really tired. It's eight thirty in the morning. We got here at what? Seven thirty? Eight? Something like that. Got some tofers. Yeah. That right. is a non-sponsorship. I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Kamal over here for uh, hooking me up with a breakfast sandwich. I've lived off granola bars the last three days. Um, it was very, it was, I got I got my granola bar of, the, of today in the bag still. So, what, what kind of granola bar is it? I get the s'more kind. So, did you see like the Super Bowl snack for Mississippians was like yeah. granola bars? Yeah. <laughs> what What is that? I, I just, no. Who no? Pizza maybe? You know that was another thing that bothered me. No, no state had pizza, but you know, like half of every, like for every other Super Bowl party, there's tons of pizza there. So we ate. I made um, like Hawaiian roll sliders for the Super Bowl. Hmm. Interesting. It was they're pretty good. How, but yeah. What? What? You how, oh, I was just gonna say, what you think of the Super Bowl crap? Oh, uh, we're not talking about that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like I said, it's been a long week. Um, I know from my side of things, we're putting together the baseball magazine. It's soccer playoffs. The basketball season's coming out on the wire. And then uh, my baseball newspaper, Exa- special edition, got delayed. So, you know, <laughs> thanks for the publishing company. Hey, chill. No, oh, I'm on edge. <laughs> we'll talk about that after. Uh, and then on top of that, we had National Signing Day on Wednesday. Um, and then a story that I, I don't think a lot of people knew uh, what's going on this Art Browse thing? Did you hear about this? Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, I uh, went on WFOR on Monday no night. Don't know what that is. The radio station, Pine Belt Sports Drive, uh, and I was filling in for Heath, and I'm thinking, all right, laid back show, talk some baseball. Nope. Went right into that. That was a fun. That was a fun show. So whenever Patrick McGee broke the story, I sent him a, te- a little <laughs> gif of uh, a bomb blowing up, and he <laughs> just re- responded, "Happy Monday." Yeah, that's exactly what it wasn't—a happy Monday, and then not a happy Tuesday either. And then a, a tiring Wednesday. I, I, it was fine. It was a happy Wednesday. Kids were signing scholarships. Yeah, and, but you know, until the statements that were released Wednesday morning kind of added to signing day. Well, we'll get into Jay Hobson, R. Bryles, uh, Doctor Ronnie Bennett. We'll get into all that in a second. But first, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Sorry that we're late. Sorry that we're late. But it's for good reason because we for, have a lot to talk about. It is for good reason. I mean, I was I left the office at like ten forty five yesterday morning after sending the paper to press, and I was in my car going from signing day ceremony to signing day ceremony, and then I booked it down to Biloxi for Sacred Heart South State game against St. Patrick. Got home about nine o'clock and rode it till about midnight. So 
there was no time yesterday, Wednesday, to record this, so that's why this is a little late. But thank you for holding, you know, being patient. I guess we, we kept you on the edge of your seat for a reason. Um, my brain is so mush right now. I don't know where to go. I feel the same way. Continue okay. to spread the word. Yeah, do that. <laughs> uh, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and wherever like, else you can find. Share. Those. Tell your Review, friends. Uh, rate. Give yeah. it five stars, even if you think it's not worth five stars. Give it five stars, and then tell me in the review why. And maybe you tell your friends down in Baylor to listen to this <laughs> one this, this week, I guess. <laughs> down in Waco, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to talk, like I said, Jay Hobson, Art Browse. Sacred Heart Soccer, both the girls and the boys are going to the state championship on Saturday. It's the fourth straight trip for the girls. They've won three in a row. They're going for their fourth straight. And it's the second straight trip for the boys. Uh, they lost last year to St. Joe four to two, but pretty much these programs have, you know, they're making. I wrote a column this week, basically saying I plan my February around Sacred Heart soccer because I'm always in Jackson covering a state championship. Well, you know, they're probably the mo- they pr- not probably they are the most dominant in the Pine Belt. So. Yeah. Uh, and then National Signing Day, I tweeted out that we're going to have interviews on this podcast. I got a couple queued up, uh, mainly from Oak Grove, just because. You know, there was 10 of them that signed. I talked to probably about six Is that six the most in the area? Uh, yeah, but I think total, both Hattiesburg and Oak Grove had 12 total. Hmm. So, like, Oak Grove signed two in December. Hattiesburg signed, like, four or something in December. Hmm. And in case if you're wondering, Kamal finally roped me into signing day, uh, signing day coverage, Look, that is. if you want to be a sports writer, <laughs> you're going to cover tried, signing day. I've tried so hard to avoid it. It you, finally you, caught me. You got to do it. I know. And it, you know what? It's uh, it's not a fun story. I mean, to write. just look at the world famous Jason Munns in Memphis, Tennessee. He had to work signing day. Did he? Yeah. Everybody has to. It's all hands on deck. I know. It's not fun. <laughs> it is kind of cool seeing the kids happy and stuff. Yeah. But we got plenty of interviews. Like I said, mostly from Oak Grove, just because they made a separate room for us, so the audio quality would be great for TV and audio, and I guess my audio stuff. Uh, Hattiesburg, it was loud, but I, I got. One from there. I got one from Pedal. You have one from Summerall. Yeah, I was in the uh, the little library with like the entire football team, so yeah. that was an interesting it, so dynamic. We got plenty to discuss. Yes, let's start with the craziness that is Jay Hobson, Ronnie Bennett, and um, I, the best the best description of it: soap opera. You were at Mugshots. I was. I, I went straight from Summerall to Mugshots because I didn't want Coach Hobson to skip out early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a text saying, hey, if you're going to get here, you need to get here quick because it's not going to last that long. And I was just like, I can't make it. I'm wrapped up with Oak Grove stuff. Um, but so what was the mood at Mugshots? What, was there a lot of fans there? There was a lot of fans, um, and they seemed pretty pumped. Hobson seemed like Hobson. I did notice the coach's table looked a little on edge. I don't know. Maybe I was just reading the room funny, but they just they had the faces of, I want to get out of here. Like they seemed, I don't, I don't know, something was up. I, I couldn't tell. I, then maybe I'm wrong, but from reading those faces, something was going on. They they, they just look really uncomfortable. Let's start with this. Um, Arp Riles. I mean, there's no doubt in he is a great offensive mind. Yeah, he coached eight years at Baylor. Heisman at, Trophy with uh, oh, yeah. RG RG three. Forgot about that. He won two conference titles while there. Yep, had four ten win seasons. I think maybe three. Yeah, two eleven win seasons. Went to. Uh, either BCS Bowls or Access Bowls, whatever. I don't know what year that changed. I can't remember. Um, but lost both of those. Cotton just, Bowl and Fiesta. Just missed the college football playoff in its first year. Yep. Um, he did great things at Baylor. 
on the field. Now, we don't know. I mean, sure, their investigation went down. They, 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 they fired him for what happened, supposedly, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, allegedly was helped cover up, you know, violent acts against women at Baylor from his football players. Um, that's still, I, I don't, I, I guess, I don't think it's under investigation anymore if they're about to come out with the reporter. Or what's the deal? Supposedly he might, he'll get exonerated. Supposedly, from it. yeah. Um, I mean, Baylor paid him $18 million. Well, because he, he did sue for, they, they paid him 15.7 to be precise, um, but he sued for uh, wrongful termination and they met out of court and agreed on a settlement. I mean, that's, that's telling. I know what Hugh Freeze did at Ole Miss is something completely different. It was more, it affected more of his family. But, I mean, he didn't get anything. He got fired and he got zero dollars. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty telling. I don't know Art Browse. Never met him. So I don't know. I uh, just. I don't know how sincere he is. I've heard. I got a story to tell, so you, you go ahead. All I'm going to say is, and I said this on Monday. How does a head coach not go with, not know what's going on in this program? Right, and look, in that statement Jay put out that bizarre on the on the notes app. I want to know if he typed it in the notes app. Right, he typed it in and then sent it to somebody. Probably. That's funny. I love the notes app. It's, I can't believe he sent it to Brett McMurphy. I wanted to know. I, I didn't understand that at all. And you know, it wasn't even on his personal Twitter account either. Um, but what I was going to say was, you know, the, the the interview apparently happened Monday morning. Monday night, um, from what I was told, there was a gathering of key Southern Miss um, supporters at a friend's house where they met, where Jay Hobson wanted those people to meet Art Browse and let Art Browse look at them in the face and kind of reassure them that he's not the man that the media is painting him out to be. And from what I was told, the majority of that crowd, if not all of them, walked away kind of thinking, okay, he's a sincere guy. He he knows, you know, he needs a second chance, I guess. Um, there were some people apparently who didn't attend the meeting or didn't attend the, the, the gathering because they were uncomfortable. Um, I think that was the kind of the, the big thing is the donors and supporters and sponsorship pulling away from Southern Miss who already doesn't have that much money coming in in the athletic department. I think that's the biggest issue. I mean, it's a house of cards deal right now. I mean, now, and, you know, the really worrisome thing, and this is for the entire athletic part department, is now you have, like, a party line almost with the administration and the athletic department, and you, they need to be working hand-in-hand hand to be making this school money. I mean, they're tight enough as it is, and, they're, you know, they're, they've been losing money. And so to have this happen is not a good, it's not a good look at all, period. Uh, speaking of working hand-in-hand, hand, what do you make up of uh, the SB Nation report that – Jay Hobson brought him in without telling uh, Bennett. Oh, it's obvious. I mean, you can tell just from the statement that they released Monday. I mean, why would he tell them? They probably would have, or on Wednesday. Like I said, long week. Yeah. Um, What day is it? Today's (laughs) Thursday. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I I just, I I believe it. It makes sense. Um, I think the biggest thing for Hobson was to get, donor support before he got the administration support because then you know you've got somebody breathing down administration's neck and it's not just hobson good point yeah it's, it's obvious that that you know that was the game plan i, I was i did a part of the game plan. i did a radio interview with a, a macomb radio station and, and they asked me <laughs> about that situation and it got me thinking i know our browse is a different situation 
But do coaches normally have to tell the president that somebody's coming in for an interview? Or is it just because it was Art Bryles? I would say it's the other thing to consider is that there's an interim AD, which kind of adds to that questionnaire. You but know, he has the keys to the vehicle. Well, don't look like it. <laughs> I mean, that's what this week showed. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. It doesn't look like he, that. He was part of that statement with Bennett on Wednesday. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I like him. I yeah. still think I still think he's the guy for the job, but he don't have the keys. To, he don't have all the keys. I'll tell you that much right now. Bennett could have been kind of taking the hit for Jeff a little bit. That's possibility too. I don't know. House of Cards deal. That's what I'm telling you. It's pretty crazy. But the goal was to get the donors on the football program side, and it looked like it worked for a yeah. hot second. I mean, from uh, from Monday. I mean, if you just go look at Twitter, a lot of the fan base wants to, wanted this. What the hell is Stephen Godfrey saying that he says he hasn't seen any uh, Southern Miss people come out in support of Art Browse? Or yeah, I, I have no idea. That, just go look at Patrick McGee. That Patrick blew my McGee, mind. Patrick McGee even wrote a story about it. About how they wanted it. So I don't even... Yeah. It made zero sense that he tweeted that. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, I will say this. Selfishly, it would have been interesting if Art Browse was the offense coordinator. Just because... The network... The the media circus for us would have been interesting. We would have got... I know. Like I said, selfishly, we would have got experience that we would have never have gotten. um, Or opportunities fallen... Place, you know, I'm more worried about experience and opportunity. No, me see as the college kid, I need to network. Yeah, Come that's out, true. <laughs> but I, I here's the thing: even if you hire him, is the gamble still worth the payoff? He, so let's say they hire him, he goes, they go twelve and zero or whatever. He's going to leave ten and two, ten whatever. He's going to leave. He's going to go to another program. But the amount of sponsors that would likely pull out, the amount of, I mean, the donors were probably split around 60-40, which is a lot. The amount of money it's, you it's could lose. It's a lot lose, for an athletic department that already doesn't bring in enough yeah. money. I mean, you, you lose more even if you still hire them, which is the part that, mm, I it's, I think it was the right move on the university's part because you're, you're looking to do more damage than help things out. It's obvious. So, say he got exonerated. Say he was hired, however long, much later, some between now and the beginning of the season, he was exonerated from Baylor. Even though he already kind of was, the the counsel for Baylor wrote a letter to the Canadian football team that hired him for twelve hours, and basically told him that he was exonerated. Did you read that letter? Yeah, I did, and it doesn't make a difference. I know, but say he would have like the investigation; it would have been official that he was exonerated from the situation. Um, and they went ten and two, yeah. so a year like say that all that happened within the next year. We're sitting here in two thousand twenty, February, what is it, February seventh, two thousand twenty, and all that happened. Do you think things would have been fine? Nope. Okay. Doesn't matter. It's still there. Okay. I mean, the biggest comparison, and and when I say comparison, similar circumstances, and I think when I say this, it, it would be the next step as to what happened at Baylor. You compare to what happened at Penn State. You know, yeah. I mean, those guys were ran out of college football, rightfully so. I, I, for you know, considering the how it all ended at the end of the day, most of those guys shouldn't have been in college football. But you know, for even for the guys who have even even heard about it, that's something that's going to follow them throughout their entire career, and they're not going to shake it just because they were part of that. And you know, for Bryles, it's not it's not a good look. Quickly. Sacred Heart Soccer, 
like I said, the girls. Big shift. Yeah. Big shift in momentum right and there. We spent a little too much time on that, yeah. especially when he's not even being hired as the offensive coordinator. Sacred Heart Soccer, the girls, like I said, they beat St. Patrick 5-1 to one on Tuesday night. They'll play St. Andrews in the state championship. Pretty dominant win, wouldn't you say? Yeah. <clears throat> My friend Zach, head coach at uh, St. Patrick. Wasn't happy. He was a little disappointed, but I'm just like, man, you took a team. It's his second year as a coach at St. Patrick, and they never made the playoffs. And his second season, they go to the, state, the South State Championship. Um, he shouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He's not going to – he knew he wasn't going to beat Sacred Heart. He, 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 he literally told me, he goes, as long as Gracie's there, Gracie Fowler, I'm not going to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> um, the boys, they beat St. Patrick 1-0. to zero. Very interesting story. Carson Hall was the goalkeeper for Sacred Heart for a couple years. Two years ago in the South State game against St. Patrick, he allowed three goals in a loss. He never forgot about it. Scored the game-winning goal last night as a striker. Hmm. Um, it was interesting storyline. Go read about it. I'll be there in Brandon on Saturday for coverage. Yes, you will. I pulled up to the stadium last night for the game. Uh, Joe Fowler got out of the car, and I was just, hey, coach, you ready? He goes, hey, I was just listening to the podcast. <laughs> I was like, coach, I was previewing the second round. Like, why are you listening? <laughs> That's old, but I appreciate it. Hey, glad, glad to know we got some listeners over at Sacred Heart. Uh, National Signing Day. Huh. You want to start with Oak Grove? That's, that's what we, we got a lot of. I mean, that's where you, you were at, so sure. Ten guys sign. Um, I probably should should have pulled up all the people that signed. Of course, John Rice Plumley signed with Ole Miss. Um, Flipped his commitment, as we all know. Yeah, I mean, people kept... Kind of re- saw it coming. People kept reporting he flipped, but, I mean, I don't really consider that. I know he was technically committed to Georgia, but I don't really consider that a flip. Um, let's see, John Rice to Ole Miss, Kevin Barnett to Northwest Community College, Rosiah Ruffin to Jones, Jedrick Franklin to Jones, Austin Todd to East Mississippi, Ben Johnson to Northwest, Tyson Keys to Northwest, Caleb Carter to East Mississippi, Johnny McGee to Jones, and Thomas Hofford to Gulf Coast. Um, Man, I wish Last Chance U was still a thing. <laughs> There's a lot of guys around here signed with EMCC. It'd been more interesting to watch. A lot of guys signed with Pearl River, too. I don't yeah, think, that's I don't... true, too. A lot of P- uh, PRCC signees. Obviously, the big story was John Rice Plumley and, and his recruitment. Um, we have interviews with John Rice coming up. We got an interview with Ben Johnson, who I think was the best story of the day. I'll tell you why in a second. Uh, Thomas Hofford and Tyson Keys both pl- both played at PCS for a couple years and then transferred their senior years to Oak Grove. Um, it worked. They they got an opportunity to play at junior college. They probably would have gotten an opportunity at PCS, but. They played in a state championship. They played in a state championship, right. Um, as far as from Oak Grove, that's all I got. At Pedal, Trent Williams, he had D1 offers after his sophomore year, going into his junior year, dealt with injuries. He's going JUCO and will probably find his way to a D1 program after a year or two at Pearl River. Got an interview with him. At Hattiesburg, probably the most underrated player in the state, Darius Ruffin. He, yep. He's going to Northwest. Um, that's a good opportunity, school. I mean, that's probably the equivalent of – that is the equivalent of EMCC in North Mississippi. Um, got an interview with him, and then you have one with Solomon Landrum of Summerall. Yeah. Was that, was that Summerall, Nigel Coleman, Solomon Landrum, both signed. So so let's, um, let's kick things off with, you know, the headliner, John Rice Plumley. We'll, we'll hear from him, about a four-minute interview. Great interview, if you ask me. I mean, he's one of the best interviewees. Let me ask you, Kamal. I, I, Plumlee is a cool guy and everything, 
but are you kind of happy his recruitment's over? I mean, sure. It's a lot more lax storyline in Oak Grove now. I, I mean, I was never really stressed out about it. I don't know. It just seemed like we've been talking about it for a while. I mean, I don't cover recruiting necessarily, so it didn't really bother me. As long as he's comfortable with his decision, good for him. Yeah. Let's hear from him right now. Yeah, do it. So you made it official today? How made it feel? official. I feel, it feels feels really good. I'm blessed for sure. It's like a, a thousand pounds have been lifted off, you know. Uh, this process has been really, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say it was, it was bad, but it was It was definitely took a lot, of, a lot of effort, you know, a lot of thought and effort. And so to be able to say, hey, I'm at the end of it, I made my decision, uh, it's, a, it's a relief for sure. What kind of went into that decision? You took a day and figured everything out after all those visits? Yeah. Um, so we kind of had a plan going into it, me and my family, you know, uh, we were going to take the visits and then sleep on it a day and then from there make a decision and so uh, that's what we ended up doing and so uh, I'm happy what, what is it about Ole Miss that really appealed to you um I think opportunity is a big thing for me but uh I think God works in mysterious ways you know uh his timing is, is his timing it's not gonna be our timing you know and so uh I think that's where he wants me to be I, I kind of felt like my heart was there when I took my visit there um I went other places, and it was like I, I kind of felt like my heart was at Ole Miss, you know what I mean? And, and uh, I think that's where God wants me to be, and so I'm excited to, to be there. They want you to play quarterback, correct? Yes, correct. Yes, okay. that's correct. So you, in the not-too-distant future, you could be handing it off to Snoop Connor. You could be throwing it to Dennis Jackson. That's right. Area guys. That's right. How cool would that be? And did those guys kind of – you know, recruit you a little bit, try to get you there. Uh, oh, they 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 always wanted me to come. You know, especially that Mississippi Alabama game. You get to spend a lot of time with those guys, and so uh, like a lot of guys are, are going places to play football, and so uh, of course they if they're if you're kind of leaning one way or another, they're going to be hey, you want to come play here? But they're not going to. They didn't put it over our friendship that we already had. You know, uh, they didn't make the friendship based on where I was going to college. You know, and so that was kind of cool to uh, just to get to hear their side of it. Um, and how they, when they had made their decision, someone made it earlier, and how they were so content with it. Um, it was something I was kind of ready to do, uh, ready to make that decision, but I didn't know exactly where I wanted to make that decision yet. And so now that it's finally over, I can uh, definitely see the, the, the relief that those guys feel, for sure. You're Mississippi born and raised. How excited are you to stay in state and go to Ole Miss? Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited to, to represent the state of Mississippi and Oak Grove uh, by going to Ole Miss. You know, um, through this recruitment process, distance, was, distance wasn't a huge factor for me. I didn't, uh, uh, if I felt like God was supposed to put me in Oregon, if I was supposed to be way off, I was going to be way off, and that's just how it was going to be. But um, to be from Mississippi and going to the University of Mississippi is, is pretty special for sure. Baseball too. How baseball, excited is that? Baseball as well. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, on the on the uh, visit I took, got to meet with uh, Coach Bianco and uh, Coach Lafferty, and, and those are good guys for sure. I know you have plenty of time to worry about dealing with both sports, but do you have an idea of how you're going to prepare for both? Um, it's going to be work for sure. Doing one sport in college is a, is is a job in itself, you know. Mm-hmm. To so to be able to do two is is truly a blessing, you know. Uh, this is kind of what I've told myself since I was a little kid. What do you people ask you? What do you like better, football or baseball? I like both. I'm playing both. And so uh, to be able to actually go and, and play both in college is, is something truly special, I think. And so uh, it's going to take a lot of time, but uh, I think it's time that I'm willing to put in. I have to ask you about the blue shirt situation. Yeah. So, you know, when you first found out that that's what they wanted you to do, what were your immediate thoughts? And how um, It's not something that I uh, initially wanted to hear, you know. And so, like I said earlier, God works in mysterious ways, and sometimes it's not something that we initially want at that time. But uh, – 
I think through this process, the blue shirt, uh, the whole thing kind of made me take a step back and uh, kind of reevaluate. And I think that's what I needed to do at the time. And uh, to be at the end, I think this is this is where I need to be. And I think this is where I was supposed to be all along. And so uh, I think that's that's where God wants me to be for sure. What are your emotions today to see all the support that you have and your teammates? It's kind of you guys it's crazy to to be sitting up there with guys that you grew up playing playing ball with from from pee wee days practicing over. Uh, on the big field by the middle school, you know, uh, just playing football, you know, and, to, and now we're all going places, getting our school paid for to play football. It's really, it's truly a blessing for sure. And so I know we're all really excited about it, and uh, I think the community, community is excited about it as well. Boy, that was a great interview. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, his recruitment was definitely interesting. I have 1,200 words up on the website. 1,200. Go read it. <laughs> for our signing. Like yeah, no, that's a lot, lot for signing story. <laughs> you told me you told me 250 words each player, which is 500 word story. I can I couldn't get yeah, that? I think you I got like do 400 it. total. No, 398. To Did be you precise. not talk to Coach White? No, and plus he had cake in his mouth by the time I got to him. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not interviewing Coach White. <laughs> when Dan is signed in December to Ole Miss, there's an Ole Miss cake, and um, Billy Garrity's dad, Billy Garrity Senior, he's just like, oh, I can't eat this cake. Of course, he's an LSU guy. Now his son's going to play baseball at Southern Miss. So. Yeah. But it was, that was pretty funny. Uh, but Plumley, very interesting. You can go read about it. I started writing. I just kept writing. There was just so much to his recruitment, from, from wanting to play both sports, football and baseball, to what position he's going to play in college, to what the heck is blue shirting. And uh, Yeah, it's a new term for me. It's interesting. It's crazy. Blue shirting is basically a loophole to, to oversigning in one class. So Georgia could have oversigned. And Plumlee couldn't go to Georgia until fall practice started. Also, he couldn't be recruited by Georgia, officially recruited. That means no official visits, no in-home visits. He could go on an unofficial visit, which means he has to pay his own way. But technically, to be blue-shirted, you can't be recruited by and, that school. And didn't they want him to, uh, to graduate in December and I heard that. I, I never really... That kind of helped the scholarship deal? I, no, I, I never really... Got the full story on that. From what I heard was, you know, they wanted him to, but he couldn't. Like, there was no way. I think they, yeah, I think they looked at it either. over the summer. Coach Causey was telling me about how they looked at it over the summer. There was just no way that could have happened. I wouldn't want to do it. I mean, miss baseball season and prom. Yeah. <laughs> but interesting, but um, plenty of stuff to go read about. Did you enjoy prom, Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Same. Just curious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was prom. That's cool. Did you go both years? Yeah, I did. Yeah, me too. Junior was better than senior, though, I think. Uh, I, I remember. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, you party animal. No, I just, I asked a girl senior year to prom, and then when the time came, I wish I would ask somebody else. Basically, a, Man, I was a hot commodity for senior prom. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> If you want to hear that, I'll tell you the story later if you want. <laughs> if this podcast wasn't going to be so long, I would love to hear it now. Okay, sure. No, it's, it's, this podcast is already running too long. We'll save it for next week. Next week we'll tell, <laughs> tell our prom stories. Uh, okay, so the best story of the day for me was Ben Johnson. Why is that? Defensive back at Oak Grove. Tell me why right now. When he went to sleep Monday night, he had no offers. Sucks. He recorded about 50 tackles this year. 
Um, two interceptions. Very good player. Yeah, a lot of lot of potential, he, a lot of upside. He was. De- I mean, from the casual fan. Obviously, Oak Grove fans knew who he was, but to the casual fan, he was probably overshadowed by Jarius Romanique in the de- defensive backfield. Yeah. Um, so he went to sleep Monday with no offers, woke up Tuesday morning with no offers, was about to go to sleep Tuesday night with no offers. He, you know, Wednesday was signing day. He wasn't planning on being up there with his nine other teammates signing, but a coach from Northwest called Coach Causey and said they had a spot for him. So that was Tuesday night. So he woke up Wednesday and got to sign with his, as he put it, he signed with his brothers. That is a cool story. Did you talk to Causey about it? Yeah. Yeah. Got plenty of stuff. You got um, a story on that? Yeah. It, it'll come out probably a little bit later after the Plumley. I haven't published the Plumley story yet, but it'll come out right after that one. Cool. So let's hear. That's one I want to read, by the way. Let's hear from Oak Grove defensive back, now Northwest Community College signee Ben Johnson. Came down to the 11th hour, huh? <laughs> Definitely. They're like By Monday, I didn't even think I was going to be signing with my brothers, but God had a plan, and I'm so happy that it worked out. Do you feel emotional today being up there with them? Uh, definitely. I was trying to hold back the tears when I was talking, so I'm really glad that I didn't start crying. <laughs> what was it like waking up this morning knowing that you had a home for next year? It was a feeling of relief. Ever since my senior year started, my parents were talking about scholarships, and it was just very overwhelming. And then when the season when the season ended, I didn't even have any offers until, as you said, the 11th hour. So just getting this done meant a lot. What was it like going to bed two nights ago? Two nights ago, man, I was praying hard. I was barely getting any sleep. It was very stressful. So I'm very happy to just have it. What can you tell younger players that don't have the scholarship offers even after their senior season knowing that it's not over you you still have time to maybe gain some interest from some junior colleges yeah well juco is definitely a good route if you feel like football is the thing for you don't stop working don't stop grinding don't stop praying because something will eventually come through if it's in guys playing awesome gosh that is great stuff like like i said good story um to go along with that ben johnson story I you know half of it's Ben Johnson, half of it's Johnny McGee, who wasn't on the football team this summer. I don't, I'm not going to play Johnny's interview, but you can go read about it. He wasn't on the football team this summer. While the football team was doing summer workouts, he was doing stadiums in the in, at Warrior Field, and uh, he's getting ready to play basketball. He's just kind of getting in shape to play basketball. Uh. He was focusing on that, and Coach Causey didn't know who he was. And finally, one day, he kind of waited for him to come down from the stadium. He said, "Hey, you want to play football? Six five, two twenty. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, he's like, no, I'm focusing on basketball. A couple days later, Causey asked him again. He agreed to play football. And next thing you know, he gets all these junior college offers to play football after just one season at Oak Grove. Helps being 6'5 and <laughs> Also from Oak Grove, we have Thomas Hofford and Tyson Keys. Both, like, like I said earlier, both PCS guys. And then they transferred to Oak Grove their senior year. Don't know if that helped them get more interest. Got to assume it did. Um, I, they would have probably gotten some opportunity at PCS. But it does help that Oak Grove was making it. You know, Plumlee's name just kind of put Oak Grove's name out there, too. Tyson became a huge threat as tight end. Um, <clears throat> probably had some issues with drops, but yeah, I think he went on like a five-game streak with touchdowns. Was a red zone threat. Yes. He, he, he was very solid. And he plays on the basketball team. Uh-huh. Thomas Hawford, they both played defensive end at PCS. And a little bit of tight end. 
when they got to Oak Grove, they moved Thomas to offensive line, and he was one of the anchors on that line. Um, so let's hear from Oak Grove senior Thomas Hofford. Big day. How does it feel? Good right now. It's kind of overwhelming. I mean, you know, you've dreamed about this since you was a little kid. But, you know, it's just a lot of emotion. It's a lot of emotion. Why Gulf Coast? Uh, I like the fit really well. I liked all the coaches down there. They seemed really real and, you know, very truthful with everything they told me. And uh, I just like the fit down there. It feels very comfortable and homey. And, yeah, they got a good program. How cool is it to be among 10 other teammates up there and sign to go to the next level? It's, it's just something you don't see that often. I mean, it shows, you know, what we did this year as far as, you know, making it to state. But everybody, you know, they took me in this year coming from a new school, even though I went here in like sixth grade. Yeah. But coming back in, everybody took me in. And, you know, I grew, grew to love them. I grew to love all of them. And, you know, we all, we all became like brothers. So it was cool being up there with everybody. Like Coach said, I mean, at PCS you were tight end and defensive end, an offensive line here. So where are you playing at Gulf Coast? I'm going to be a tight end and H-back. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing that. That's what they want me at. How um, I think I asked you this in the middle of the season, but how tough was that transition from PCS to, to Oak Grove? Six Honestly, years? playing on the line of scrimmage, it really wasn't that much of a jump. It, it felt about the same. I mean, it's just far as skill position players, yeah. you know, the speed's a little bit more there, and I mean, you know, people are bigger. But as far as you know, effort level and you know, just line of scrimmage play, I thought it was about the same. As far as all of your teammates, junior college signees, you're the only one going to Gulf Coast. Seems like everybody kind of paired off. They school. did. They did. <laughs> Big Country was thinking about it for a while, but he made his decision going to EMCC. But, you know, I'm the loner of the group. So you're going to be playing all them for the next two years? I am. We're going to be battling for the state probably. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And now let's hear from Tyson Keys. <laughs> so going to play the next level, how's it feel? Man, it's a it's a blessing, especially knowing me and where I came from and everything that I've been through is is really a blessing. I'm just so thankful, thankful that God gave me the abilities to play this game and blessed me with every opportunity that's came my way. How emotional were you up there among ten of your other teammates signing to go to the next level? What was that like? It was fun. It was fun. I'm I'm honored that I still get to continue to play with two of my teammates. And some of the guys that are signing today, I'm not going to spoil it, but I get to play with a bunch of guys that I know and played with and grew up with, so it's exciting, man. I, I worked with those guys in the summer and all football season. We cried, fought, did a little bit of everything, so it's a blessing getting to, getting to play and watching all those guys go to the next level as well. How, uh, how big of a jump was it to go from MAIS football to 6A? Um, honestly, it, it, was, it was different, you know. Um, the competition, people say it's better. Some people say it's worse than MIS. It's, it's, it's all in all, you know, it depends on the person. Um, I think me and Thomas, I don't think we had a difficult time mm-hmm. jumping from MAIS to, to public 6A. You know, God gave us the abilities, and I said I want to thank him for that again. But um, it wasn't that much of a jump. The practices were different, but um, it wasn't it wasn't that difficult. Playing tight end up there? Yes, sir. Great. Nice. That kind of rounds out the Oak Grove portion of signing day. Like I said, there were ten total. I didn't. I couldn't talk to all of them. Um, that Plus, was, you had other places to go to. T- I mean, we were there for two hours. That's <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, it was so hot in that room because it was so packed. Um, a girl like fainted. I heard that. How'd that go? It was kind of. I don't know. It was, Did you help? It was on the other side of the room. You couldn't do anything. I couldn't though. even move from where I was standing. You couldn't help, huh? I would have if it was next to me. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you were at Summerall at the exact same time. Yes, I was. Care to share what 
you covered? Yeah. So in case you didn't know, it's my first signing day, and I've never done signing day. What did I tell you to do? Go check into the office. No, and, no, no, no. Like, oh, uh, you're like you're a girl, man. You'll figure it out. That one. <laughs> Wait, which one? You told me like a lot of things. I just told you to go like read past signing day stories and just. Yeah, I don't, I, I've read them before, and it's just like they're they're just. I don't know. Not fun stories. They're not most more often than not. I'll say the ones Kamal Kamal was plugging looked really interesting, but you know. Yeah, so I went down to Summerall. Uh, uh thank you to coach White for making my life easy. Um, you know, it was in Summerall's very very tiny library. And you know, uh talked to Solomon. Cozy. Huh? It's cozy. It got crowded fast with the football team in there. I'll, t- I'll say that much. <laughs> A little too crowded for me. Um, yeah, Nigel Coleman signed with PRCC, another Pearl River, uh, community college signee. Uh, he'll be playing, uh, safety, battling it out for a, uh, starting job. Um, stories up on the website. Yep. Solomon Landrum, uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast offered to him. He went down and visited and he said, this is where I want to play, but he's going to be moving to long snapper there. And that's what he signed as. And, you know, it'll be a, uh, he seemed a little disappointed that he was moving to that, but I, I think Solomon's the kind of guy where if he gets the opportunity, he's going to do the right things. Yeah, he was great on the defensive line at Summerall. Underrated a little bit, yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. But in his words, he's like, I'm a little undersized. So That was a common theme, because we'll get, we'll get to it in a little bit. Darius Ruffin, he talked about he, he people said he was undersized, and mm-hmm. he has a lot to prove. Um, I don't know. I think once he gets there, he can make an impact somewhere. Yeah, besides long. I think Solomon's, uh, you know, just the kind of player type of guy he is. You know, he'll he'll be doing the right things and put himself in the right opportunity if that makes sense. So let's hear from Solomon Landrum. So to start off, how special is this for you? It's uh, it's really special. You know, uh, I put a lot of time into it and. Uh, always knew that there was going to be a way that I could make it to the next level, but uh, after you put in all that time and you see it pay off, you know, it, it really it really means something special. What made you choose MGCC? I just, uh, man, Gulf Coast, when I, whenever I went and visited, I, the, the team just really talked me up, and they, uh, they made me feel really good about uh, making a decision there, so I think that that was the best opportunity for me. What, what's your role looking to be there? Well, I'm signing as a long snapper. But uh, I'm sure they're going to be able to have some other positions for me. Uh, is that is that uh, you know transition you thought you might have to make going up to that next level? I, I did. You know, uh, I knew my uh, recruiting and all that wouldn't be uh, as hyped. You know, because uh, height wise, weight wise, a little undersized. So you know, but I always knew that uh, if I had a, I had a plan, I could make something happen. Do you see? Uh, you know, would you prefer playing on defensive side? Do you see a you know change in position? happening you know uh, whatever whatever they tell me to play I'm gonna play it great interview Andrew oh thanks I didn't think it was that good <laughs> just because I, I, it was like so loud I was, it was I don't know I was trying to get the mug shots I was in a rush I don't know I don't like signing day uh after I so you went to Hobson after that I did I went to pedal where there was three signing um yes I did if you, if you watch my video what <laughs> I was making a Hobson joke. Never mind. Yeah, what was up with that? That he got into it with that clap. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, "Whoa, what, the what, clap!" That's that. 
I just still can't get over such, such oh my gosh, soap opera. so bizarre. Soap opera. So at pedal, Trent Williams, wide receiver, signed with Pearl River. Um, Hunter uh, Napper, signed with Mississippi College as a kick- kicker. I might have said that Is wrong. Is that how you say it? I, I thought know. it was Naper. like Naper. I don't know. I could be wrong, too. And then a name I know I'm going to butcher, offensive lineman John Perzuska. Oh, my gosh. I know how to say it. Pazuka. Okay. He was in our – I've heard Coach Boyle say it before. I'm like, man, that's an awesome name. He was in our um, – Baseball magazine photo shoot in August. Great kid. He's going to Millsaps. Um, Naper is going to Mississippi College to kick. Hmm. Trent Williams, obviously, pro over Central. Like I said about Trent earlier, he had a great junior year. Uh, he started getting offers, I think, after his sophomore year and into his junior year. I think like Arkansas State, maybe. Maybe like a, a South Alabama got in, interested. But he had a couple of injuries that affected his recruitment. So he's going to go the JUCO route and hopefully, uh, you know, jump up to D1 after a year or two. Yeah, he'll find his way. He's, he's, he's solid. He, he, I think he'll be fine. Uh, Hattiesburg? Well, let's hear from Trent Williams first. Oh, cool. Okay, my bad. How excited are you to play at the next level, just down the road in Poplarville? I'm very excited. You know, it's a blessing. It's a, it's a great opportunity that I'm ready for. Pearl River. Um, um, I just feel like it's a great opportunity for me. Um, Academically and just in general, and I talked to the coaches and everything, and everything worked out. They kind of talked to you about maybe using this to bump up to maybe Division One after this. Yes, I talked about either going one year, or two years. So, yeah. It's a plan. Yeah. Awesome. Um, did you have any other offers that were kind of twenty? I had Colin, Colin Community College. And the day concluded at Hattiesburg High. With uh, eight players signing, is that what I said? That's what you told me. It was a lot. I couldn't talk to all of them. It was so loud in there. What was the best part about it? The part you were telling me. Well, I forgot what I say. Well, about all the people they think. Oh no. We're not <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I talked to Drexel Allen, Darius Ruffin, Rashim Jordan, maybe somebody else. Something interesting about this senior class at Hattiesburg, as freshmen on the freshman football team, they were winless. Really? Yeah. And let me pull up. That's an interesting change of events. <laughs> let me pull up the number that Vance gave me. In their three years, sophomore, junior, senior season, they were 36-5. and five. So they went winless as freshmen, then 36-5 and five in the next three years. That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. In six years that Tony Vance has been the head coach at Hattiesburg, 48 have signed to play uh, college football. That's pretty, that's pretty good, wouldn't you say? I would, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, Drexlin Allen I thought was pretty interesting. It, I had, we have a great interview with Drexlin, and I'll write about it whenever I get time. It was so loud that I can't play it on this podcast. But he told us that he decided between his two choices – as he sat down in front of everybody to make his decision. What were his two choices again? Jackson State and um, Colin Community College. I think, he would have, I think he had the opportunity to play at a lot of Mississippi junior colleges, but that might have been like his top choice. And then um, obviously that would have meant you go to a junior college and possibly go to a big D1 school, or you can just go ahead and go to a D1 school at Jackson State, which he ultimately decided. Um. Interesting. You can go read about it whenever I get it published, hopefully later today. 
let's hear from Hattiesburg receiver, underrated Hattiesburg receiver, Darius Refton. All right, Darius, how's it feel to get this kind of part over with? Um, it, it feels great, man. Honestly, coming into the day, you know, it's going to have a pretty big crowd, and, you know, it just feels great to come in front of people that care about you, you know, and the people that are putting in the work with you, you know, to get you to this point. And now I was sitting in that seat, and my heart was beating out of my chest, but, you know, this is how it goes, man. I love being here. I love Hattiesburg, and man, it's a great day, for sure. What made Northwest uh, the right choice? Um, it was the best fit for me, honestly. Um, some other schools had a lot of guys either coming back or just the system didn't fit my, you know, style of play and what I bring to the game. Um, I feel like I, you know, have the talent to play anywhere, but, you know, it just, I feel like that was the best fit for me. Oh, for sure, man. You know, I feel like, you know, a lot of people said I, I, I wasn't recruited because I wasn't tall enough, you know, playing the receiver position, and uh, I feel like all my life I've, I've proved them wrong, and I'm going to continue to prove them wrong each and every day with my hard work and my dedication. You said some really nice things when you were talking to the crowd about when you were a kid, seeing Tony Bridges and all that, and how you were somebody that can you kind of reiterate that? Oh, sure. Um, man, like I said, you know, coming here, we've had Hasbro, I've had Hasbro proud of my heart for a long time. And, you know, just sitting in those stands and watching, you know, a caliber of player like him, and it just inspired me. You know, I knew him kind of personally, so I would go speak to him and all of that. But, you know, I would just go home and just think about, you know, being on that stage one day and, and getting to play here and in front of a great crowd. And, you know, man, it feels great to come back and, you know, be able to do this in front of you know, the people that I love. And hopefully when I make it, uh, you know, Wherever I go, I'll come back and give back to, you know, the community and the kids. Okay. That, that concludes the interviews. Um, a lot of, I think, there's like, I covered about 20-something signings yesterday. Covered about two. <laughs> there's just so much. I, I can't talk about them all. I couldn't interview them all. I can't talk about them all. Just an impressive senior group this year in the Pine Belt. Um, happy for all of them. How do you think next year's going to go? I haven't looked at it. <laughs> Can we just get through this one, Andrew? I want my paper delivered. <laughs> I think Pedal's going to have a pretty good class next year. Yeah, I do too. Um, we talked about that before, like who has the most upside. Yeah, definitely Pedal. They're, yeah. they're two running backs, the quarterback. O-line. Got to replace yeah. that O-line. Yep. Uh, final thoughts? Anything? Art Riles? Sacred Heart Soccer? National Signing Day? I uh, just want my paper delivered. Oh, and I will be calling softball on the on the Flow Sports live stream, so okay. be on the lookout for that. <laughs> you can follow Pine Belt Sports at Pine Belt Sports on all social media platforms. You can follow at Kamal Petro for my um, hot takes. Kamal is a wild man. That's all I'm going to say. Not, I don't really even have any hot takes. He, he, he retweeted my uh, Hobson video, and he said, wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow, <laughs> Kamal, that's all you got? <laughs> I had something typed out, and then I deleted it and just put, wow. Uh, that's what I thought. That's that's exactly what I thought. He he was going to say something else, but he's like, no, nah, I probably shouldn't say that. But, you know, uh, the reason you should come back next week, not just for our great content, but we will be telling our prom stories on next week's podcast, holding Kamal to that. Where can the people follow you, Andrew? At Andrew Abadie. That's A-B-A-D-I-E. Please, whenever my paper gets delivered, grab a copy of The Student Prince this week. I put in a lot of time and effort into that bad boy. Baseball preview for Southern Miss? Yes. We're hard at work for the high school baseball magazine. Goes to press, I think, on Valentine's Day next week. Doing anything for that? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all have a great week. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Pine Belt Sports Podcast online at pinebeltsports.com with your host, Kamal Petro. Check them out on Twitter at Pine Belt Sports and Facebook.com slash Pine Belt Sports. We'll catch you next time.